Father in heaven, thank you for your salvation. And thank you, Father, for the opportunity of being together here to study and reflecting in this uh, topic. Be with us and help us in the direction of your grace, salvation, and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, let me give you um, a little bit of the background of uh, the presentation that we are going to be sharing with you. By the way, this is a copy of one chapter of the book. If you want the book, you can get it in the, in the ABC, but I am sharing that for free because um, it's regarding the 10th fundamental belief uh, that is salvation. And, uh, and of course, this, uh, this is an, an essential, I will say, part regarding our um, fundamental teachings and doctrines in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Justification by faith, by the way, is not, is not, um, it's not only a fundamental belief in, in our church, it's a fundamental belief in other communities also. And, um, and this year, um, in the, the administration of the of the Michigan Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Church, we were um, talking and thinking and sharing with the workers retreat this year, in January this year, regarding justification by faith. So um, several of us were invited to, to share some things uh, regarding justification by faith. And, and you know, um, every single person, welcome, every single person might have an angle regarding the topic. Um, yeah, you can share this. Um, every single person might have an angle regarding the topic of justification, you know. Um, you are going, I'm not going to enter into the discussion here of uh, comparative religions, um, because if you compare that, you are going to find out what is the position, for example, of Catholicism regarding justification by faith and, and several other movements. My, my strong emphasis with you guys uh, today and in the following days is to go into what is justification by faith in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament. So what we are going to explore is... Um, the essence of the concept of emuna and pistis. Emuna is the concept of, of justification in the Old Testament, that's Hebrew, and pistis is the translation that was made before uh, the New Testament regarding the concept of justification. And let me tell you that is, um, if you like the topic, and if you like to go deep into that, it's fascinating. Because you are going to discover several things. One, one is that sometimes our Bibles, I wouldn't say that are misguiding us, but they are in certain distance, conceptual distance, to give us the frame of the understanding of the topic of 
uh, faith of emuna, um, because emuna is a very deep meaning. In uh, hello, welcome, is a very very deep concept in the Hebrew mind, and you are going to search into the internet about that, and you are going to find out um, several things. So, what are um, my introductory cons? words regarding justification by faith. Let me tell you that world religions, in one way or another, they are dealing with man looking for God and how man might be able to be saved. However, on the contrary, the Bible gives us the opposite vision. That is, God was in a relationship with God. And in the Bible, it's telling us God looking for men to give him salvation. So that, that, is, that is something critical here. So the designing and creating the world and the universe and mankind and establishing men in a garden of Eden, you are going to find out in Genesis chapter 1. And looking for men... And his creator um, across all the Bible is part of the concept that you are going to see coming from the Bible. So, in the Holy Rite, the Holy Rite, God is more than a creator of the heaven and earth and of the universe. He is also the lawgiver and the redeemer of human beings. So when you go, let me let me share with you several things that um, that you need to keep in mind here. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning God created heavens and earth. Genesis Exodus 20, 1 and 6. And God spake all these words saying, when given them what he called my commandments. So he's given commandments. Creation, commandments, laws are part of the things that the Lord was giving to human beings. And one, one thing that impacted me several years ago, and, and sometimes in pastoral life, you are in situations that are uh, what I will say, critical and sometimes unexpected. For example, a suicide, a, a person killing himself. And I was asked to talk in the funeral service. And, you, and the people is expecting that you bring hope in those critical moments. And, uh, and let me tell you that is, is very, very critical for, for you. What, what you are going to share, what you are going to say, how you are going to present the, the concept of salvation and in, in the feeling and, and welcome. In, yes. But, okay, we are going to justify you. Welcome. Just kidding, a little bit. So, how, how you are going to 
what you are going to talk about that. Let me let me let me share with you something because um, I I don't know if you have sometimes looking for words um, and and kind of biblical explanations about that and how you are going to bring relief into the heart of a person under uh, under that kind of condition. You know, I was um, a Bible instructor in South Argentina, South America. And the, and the district pastor was, um, was taking me to the funeral service and say, Daniel, I am in a critical situation because I need to speak in a following, in a following moment about, um, about this. And really, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this situation because family is telling me, welcome. Family is telling me that this person killed himself. What what you are going to say? Um, I don't know what you are going to say. Let me tell you what I told uh, my my good friend. Um, open your Bibles in in the book of Genesis eighteen twenty five. Book of Genesis. I don't know if you have a smartphone with a Bible on it. And it's easy to do that. Genesis 18.25. In the book of Genesis here, um, let me, let me give you the context of that because for me, I guess it is, it is important. Um, let me, let me do something here and please be kind with me because yesterday, I had to do this presentation or another presentation, but in Spanish. So I set up my Bible to put it in Spanish. So I am, and I'm beginning to set up here um, to put it right in. And I am going to use, by the way, King James Version in all the presentation across all the week here. Um, uh, the Bible says here that Abraham... You, you remember the context? Abraham was concerned regarding Sodom and Gomorrah. You, you remember the setting. And the Lord is bringing justice regarding that. And the, the Lord and Abraham keep talking. And in a moment, Abraham, after, after making a lot of questions to the Lord about, um, what he is going to to do and say, uh, mention this in 25. That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do Right. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Think, think of it. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Because here, here is the point. 
the judge of all there is going to do right. So there is nothing family members can do anymore. There is nothing that we as human beings can do for that person anymore. That person and his, her destiny is in the hands of the Lord forever. And the Lord is going to do what is right. You believe that? I do believe that. So, if I'm going to say, like some people, oh, don't worry, he's going to be saved, he's going to be in heaven. Well, well, that is that is beyond my understanding and knowledge, for sure. If I'm going to say the opposite, it is the same. It is the same. So, what is the right answer? Here. That is the right answer to the condition. Because the destiny of that person, it is in the hands of the Lord. And the Lord is just, is love, and is faithful. And knows better than myself what he's going to do. That's, welcome. That, that's the point here. So when, when we discern the topic, you know, it is quite interesting because here we see God is the creator. He is the giver of the commandments. He is the judge and the lawgiver. And, and look, the book of Job, chapter 19, 25. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. So he's redeemer. All together. So when, when you begin to, to, to think about God, God is the essence of the concept of emuna, faith. And justification by faith cannot be justification by faith without God. Because without God, is going to be anthropocentric. Center into the human being. In the other stand, justification is going to be theocentric. It's centered into the Lord and his acts upon the human beings. And this is quite interesting because in the Christian scriptures, distinguish Christianity of any other religious beliefs by the teaching of justification by faith. Because justification by faith is the answer of the parents' questions, what must, must I do to be saved? How, how many times we, we need to answer that question? Several people are asking, what do I need to do to be saved? The point is that is a apparent question in the Bible. Let me show you that. Uh, when when you go to the Bibles in the in the book of Acts, chapter 16, 29, 31, book of Acts, chapter 16, 29 through 31, you are going to see the question and the answer. And after that, we are going to enter into a long topic 
and and I am sorry to tell you, you are going to be reading the scriptures um, several times because we are going to be working today um, in the rest of the presentation about the concept of faith in the Old Testament. And it's important. Believe me, it's important. Because you're, if, if at the end of the road you say, I am frustrated, I probably, I, I wouldn't have be here. Uh, please tell me at the end, not at the beginning, but, uh, let's, let's use our time building up our concept of faith here. If you have the text, the Bible says, then the keeper of the prison called for light and sprang in and came tremble and fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and say, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That is the question. So what is the answer to the question? That is the question of a pagan person, heathen person, Gentile person that is not in relationship with the Lord, but, you know, thinking how we are going to please the gods of heaven. That's the mind of that person. Come to the Lord, uh, come to uh, the Apostle Paul, and they say, and they, Paul and Silas, together, said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Believe. So he appears behind the belief, King James Version, under the King James Version, in the Greek language, pisteuo, that is the belief. And, and beneath that is emuna, the Hebrew word for, for belief. So, so what is, what is faith in, in the Bible? What is the meaning of faith? And it's important here. Why? Because in the Bible, and in the concept of justification, the concept is that we are justified by faith. But we need to understand faith. What is, what is faith? Is faith only belief? Is an intellectual connection between us and, be, and the world beyond? What is faith in the Bible? So, so keep, keep the question because the word believe um, in the New Testament is pistis and um, probably tomorrow I'm going to use something um, to show the words here. And, um, and the concept means having faith and, uh, and you are going to trace several kind of expression, but I am going to focus a little bit of in, in the Old Testament on the concept of emunah, emunah. This is the Hebrew word in the Bible for faith. And let me, let me give you a glimpse of several meanings of emunah in the, in the Old Testament. You are going to find out that first is faithful, is faithfulness, is faithfully, is honestly, is truth, is being truthful, is responsibility, is stability, is steady, is trust. 
in, and already mentioned truth. So let me let me let me, let's work out um, with with several of the explanation regarding regarding this, and probably the rest of my presentation is going to cover this. Let me explain to you what I did for 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 being for giving that. I went. I went to uh, my uh, software. Um, went to Accordance. Looked for Emuna, and look. Uh, excuse me. Yes, E M U N A H, Emuna. And um, of course, I put it in Hebrew, and began to to trace all the manifestations of. Of emuna, faith, of faithfulness in the Old Testament, and that is important. Why? Uh, because sometimes the Bible and the Bible translations are not what I would say. Uh, please don't 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 believe that I am a corrector of of all the heresies or or heretic thinking or or telling you that there are wrong versions or something like that. No, I am. I am far from that. I, I am. I am not believing that. Again, I, in the past, I discussed with uh, with Eugene Naida about translations, and uh, uh, Eugene Naida used to be until what, maybe 1995 or 2000, um, was the head of translation in the um, biblical societies, and um, and in those days. Uh, or my early days, there was one translation of the Bible in Spanish, and uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church was invited to to um, to several presentations about that, and probably uh, that were the times in which um, you know you you can dialogue a little bit regarding the, the meaning and the words. But let me share with you on that. I do not perform a sermon, not any sermon, without tracing the background of the words to the original languages. If it's a quotation of the Old Testament, I'm going to check that. If it's in the New Testament, I'm going to check that. Why? Because, because, because some, some, some people um, and some commentators, especially in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, are, are not working, um, you know, consistently with with um, with the words of the original language, and and that is important for me. So let's 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 take this moment to go to the Old Testament and to trace the words emuna um, for your. For your understanding, you agree with that? Okay, let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter seventeen, and verse twelve. I am I am selecting um, for your notes. The word emuna appears in the Old Testament between forty nine fifty um, times. Um, I will say fifty times, forty nine verses. Because sometimes the verses, um, one verse is going to use two times the same word. Uh, you understand that. So 
Um, but but that is that is important because you are going you are going to see that this word is 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 critical in the concept of the understanding of of this topic. And let me tell you, my perception is, <coughs> to me, this concept helped me a lot in the understanding of the concept of faith. So let's, let's go to Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. Do you have it? Who, 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 do, do you have it? Could you read it, please? Could you? Okay. Thank you. Okay, here appears, the, the first time appears here, the word emuna in the Bible. Faith. Where is the word? Well, let me tell you, is and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. That is, the original word for that is emuna. And here is translated, not faith, not faithful, but steady. Steady. Yeah. That, that, that's interesting. So we are, the verse is, the verse is Exodus 17, uh, Exodus 17, 12, Exodus 17, 12. Um, okay. And um, the second, the second text. Is uh, Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two, verse four, um, and here again appears the word emuna, but under a different translation. So that's the reason why I am. I hope that you might understand that um, that my purpose is not is not correcting versions of the Bible, just to bring light into the Hebrew concept of, of justification in the Old Testament. And the Bible says here, um, do you have it? Um, you have it? You? Yes. Could you, could you read that? Deuteronomy 32, 32, verse 4. 32, verse 4. Here, the word emunah, faith, appears again. But you say, where is the word? Here is truth. Here is truth. You, you start to discover the, the point of the presentation. So when, when we are beginning to grasp the original, the original is going to illuminate and to bring light into our understanding of the vision and understanding of the people of faith in the Old Testament. Because emuna, first, is steady. In the second, is truth. Emuna, faith. So, First Samuel 26, verse 23. 1 Samuel? 1 Samuel? First book of Samuel 26. Verse 23. Here is easy. Here is easy. And you are going to say, well, here is the word. Here is the word. Do you, do you have your Bible? Any one of you want to read it? Please. Thank you. 
uh, you know, in my notes, I committed a mistake here. Um, because here appears the two critical words that we are going to be operating in the Old Testament. Appears righteousness, that is sedakah, sadak, sadik, are the original words in the Hebrew, and, and his faithfulness, that is emuna. So, what is, what is, when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, I hear the text says, the Lord, I'm, I am, please, I am not changing what she said. I am King James Version here. So, the Lord rendered to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness. Here is Emuna, faithfulness. When you, when you read this, something appears and make clicks in your minds immediately. This is my faithfulness? Or the Bible is telling that this is something in the character or regarding the character of the Lord that is faithfulness? It's mine or is his? You're right. Is Lord's faithfulness. So this is something that you are going to to begin to understand in the operation. The, 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 the faith is not centered into my person. It's centered into the Lord. So, so the same that is given me, the faith, is the lawgiver, is the judge, and he is going to justify me. That, that is what you are going to begin to discover across the Bible in the Old Testament. And that is important. That is not anthropocentric. It's theocentric. It's Christocentric. It's centered into Christ. It's centered into the Lord because he is the right. It's, it's quite, quite interesting. When, when you go to the Old Testament, for example, let's, let's, let's visit another thing. That is important um, um, because probably at the beginning or, or closing the presentation, I'm going to um, open um, more, a little bit, my vision and understanding of this topic. Let's go to first book of Chronicles. Um, that is the section of the historical books. And you are going to... Um, to um, Discover new understanding here. I don't know if you, some of you might have new international version or some of the new, more, I will say, more dynamic versions uh, besides the Kingian version. But, uh, uh, whatever, whatever be your version probably is going to surprise a little bit regarding that. This, this word is going to, um, appear Especially in First Chronicles 9.22, 9.26. And you are going to see what, what is the point here. I don't know if you have First Chronicles chapter 9, verse 22. Chronicles chapter 9, verse 22. Thank you. This is King James Version, isn't it? 
Nuke each version. Okay, it's very close to, to the to the format. Um, okay, th- please understand this. Um, this is historical slash sociological description here in the setting. It's telling you about who are the porters in the gates or who are, you know, the keepers of the gates. And um, there is some kind of statistical information. And the importance of the studies in genealogy and so on. And finally saying whom David and Samuel, the seer, did ordain in their set office. What is the word, the original here? Emuna, faith. So you, you, you are widening a little bit the dimension here of what is faith in the Old Testament. Because something that is put in order and established order and is made faithfully is a muna in the vision of the Hebrew. That's the reason why when you ask, for example, a rabbi, what is, what is faith in the Old Testament? He's going to answer, well, it's a muna. And how do you define a muna in, in your language? Regarding the Bible, he's going to say, well, it's a very wide word in the Old Testament. So it, it is, it is important that we understand that. Don't, don't you, don't you share that view? Because it is going to widening, I will say, our understanding of Justification by faith. Because it's going to correct some views that we have. And also it's going to explain several dynamics that are going to happen into the Old Testament and into the New Testament. Sometimes some people are discussing, especially in the theological circles, regarding if Faith involves works or not. And you are going to see that this is a situation in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. You are going to discover that this is something that appears in the New Testament. Why? Because Jewish is going, Jewish thinking is going to begin to share their own views regarding the Bible with the Greek thinking, and the Greek is more intellectual thinking, and the concepts of faith and righteousness are more um, are different center. They are centered into the laws and into the law giver of human beings. In the Old Testament, is center, is judicial, but is not anthropocentric. Is centered into the justice and into the laws of the Lord. And that changed everything regarding that. What I, what I was trying to, to, to tell you or to say that, um, revisiting the, the words of, um, the conceptual words, I don't have, is, is here? Where? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. When uh, when you go 
when you go to the Hebrew that is that is in that is in relationship with the Old Testament and the Greek is in relationship with the New Testament. The concept of emuna, and I am translating here, and the concept of dikaios, and it's important that you connect this with this because the concept of 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 excuse me, excuse me, I I I I am I am correcting this. I am correcting. Forget this. I am immediately. I'm going to to put this. Emona is pistis in the New Testament, and and the word of sedak is going to be dikaios. Uh, you are going to see that here, here are related with a court. That is human center or men center. And here, here is related with, uh, with with the concept of of the law, but is centered in the Lord, in God. So that was I was trying to to say. And sometimes it's a little bit difficult for me uh, to grasp all the words and verbal um, regarding these uh, things. If you if you go to to theological dictionary of the New Testament. And you search about uh, pistos and dikaios, you are going to find out that dikaios is is uh, related with a court language in the Greeks. So that is that is men's center, the, the the vision, you know. But in the in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the the thing is that is more center into the Lord, into the character of the Lord. Because the Lord is the creator. The Lord is the lawgiver. The Lord is the judge. And the Lord is the redeemer. And the Lord is called also faithful in the Old Testament. And you, and you are going to see that. Um, oh, I do have still some minutes here in the presentation that I, I, I would like to to share with you to give to give you the the picture of of this in the Old Testament because because it's important that you you get that Second Chronicle chapter thirty four uh, twelve I've been I've been working with this and um, and here is the King James version okay here is the King James version and here is the Hebrew yeah, okay. and here is the and here is Emuna, and here is faithfulness, but in this case is office. So when 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 someone is doing or performing the office, faithfulness is emuna in the Hebrew. So an administrator has to reflect emuna because the Lord is is 
is given a muna to reflect. That, that is the concept in the Bible that I am trying. What? Accordance for Mac? Accordance for Mac. So for me, tomorrow probably what I'm going to do is to put that here in the, in the screen or here in order to avoid uh, any misunderstanding. But sorry for that. So let's, let's go now to, yeah, now is second, second Chronicles 34 verse 12. 3-4 verse 12. Yes. Well, okay, here, here is a little bit easier to, to grasp the meaning, you know? Uh, you know, take me a picture of this because I probably am going to use it for the next things in the presentation. Second Chronicles 34, verse 12. You, you have it? Yes. And the man did the work faithfully. That is a Muna. Uh, you know, <laughs> to whom belongs a Muna? To the Lord. And when we are doing right in our circle, we are reflecting God's emuna. We are reflecting this. God-centered concept of the faith. That, that is wonderful. That, that is, that is wonderful here. Because, because you see this and, and you watch about this because says the Bible and the overseers of them were this and this and this and this and this and this and, and, and mention people and functions that were performing with faithfulness the duties. And, and that critical topic, it is, it is important to, to understand the critical thing in which we are going to target because in the, in the Old Testament, um, the faithfulness is together with the sadak, that is the justice, is, is, is working together. It's, it's like an operational work, uh, in, in together. So let's, let's, let's go to the Psalms. And this is going, I'm going to select some of them. Not many, but I'm going to select some of that. Psalms 33 verse 4. Psalms 3-3 verse 4. For the word of the Lord, the Bible says, is right. And all his works are done in what? In truth. You can maybe use faithfully, and that is a munah. That is a munah. That is the concept, again. Um, the watch the the following psalm that is thirty six in the in which appears the word of course psalms thirty six three six verse five thy mercy O Lord is in the heavens and thy faithfulness reach unto the clouds I, I like very much that this is this is going to see that even the creation of the Lord is reflecting 
that concept, that is very deep, really, when you think and reflect about that. Uh, for me, let me tell you, is enhancing uh, my concept of faith because it is a concept of faith that is not related or centered into human beings. It's centered into the Lord. And when we establish a close relationship with the Lord, we might be able to reflect His emuna in our acts. That, that is the richness and the deepness of, of, of the topic. Um, Psalms 37 verse 3. This is deeply spiritual, deeply powerful in my understanding. And, uh, and it's, it's another, you know, shade of, of the topic. Trust in the Lord and do good. 37 verse 3. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be feed. And Muna is here verily. You know, um, quite interesting. I, I recommend you, uh, if you like, you know, to dig in, in order to see how the words, the original words sometimes are reflecting. There is a verse, there is a, a Bible version. And, and that is, that is a common understanding. It's public. It is Orthodox Jewish Bible. Orthodox Jewish Bible. And in the Orthodox Jewish Bible, uh, it says, trust in Hashem. That is another word that, you know, the rabbis, when they, they reach the name of the Lord, they do not, they do not pronounce or, or read or write because the Ketiv and Kere, let me explain this, Ketiv and Kere are rules of the Hebrew people, um, especially to write the name and to pronounce the name of, of the holy name of the Lord, that is Yahweh, you know, the tetragrammat, the four letters, and, um, and they, they, they put Adonai, uh, or they read Adonai every time that appears. So trust in Adonai, and do tough, that means good. So shall thou dwell in Eres, that is the earth, the land, um, and thou be pastor securely, that is Emuna. I, I like very much that. That, that is profoundly spiritual in the meaning, um, about that. And, and when you are going to discover that, let me tell you, uh, our life is going to change a little bit because you are going to understand the need to be close to the Lord, not to be in separation of the Lord and thinking that you are going to be a monocenter uh, about that because without your relationship with the Lord, you cannot have it. And this is going to redraw a little bit the concept of justification by faith, by the way. Ah, uh, okay, I do have five minutes still, so that's good. Several psalms we might read, but let me, let me go, let me go to, 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 to certain words that I'm going to enter into that. Um, let's go to the book of Lamentations. 
lamentation, Jeremiah. And chapter 3, verse 23. You know that. You know that. You know that verse. Book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 23. What, what the Bible says there? You have it? Uh, read, uh, start verse 22 because it's better. Great is thy faithfulness. You know the song, I guess. Thomas Chisholm wrote this poem in 1923 about God's faithfulness. And that was um, the, the poem uh, that uh, William Ranian in Kansas um, began to work out the meaning of the song that we sing in the church from time to time. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Isn't is not that powerful? Great is thy faithfulness. It's not my faithfulness. It's God's faithfulness. The concept is God's center. It is center into the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for coming. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.